podcast is sitting right now. It's over Cuomo. Froby Bean, episode eight, bridging the gap. Back, 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 back in action. Man, you said don't put the people on a pedestal, huh? Woo. Should you? <laughs> of course not, right? But some people do. Hey, man. Shout out to J.R. Smith for getting a 4.0 this semester in college, man. I know that's hard. I know that's hard, man. What was your highest GPA in college? <laughs> we, we'll talk about that next episode. Oh, man. BTG, what's up, man? Uh, BTG Nation. That's our new community name, BTG Nation. What's up, guys? Episode 8. You know what it is. The youngest OG over here. I probably got one more. I got a few more months before I can stop saying that. When the birthday comes, I leave the 20s. Then I'm just, you know, creeping up. Nah. nah. I got a little more time? You got a lot of time. <laughs> you got a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. Thank God for that. Um, I'm here, Ryan Yates, with my OG Jupac, JK, you know, I won't get into the rest of them. Um, Julian King, you know, where we at live from the safest country in the world, the best weather in the world right now. If you ask me, <laughs> Dubai, um, you know where we are. We are the leaders of the Hoop Mountain Dubai brand, um, which uh, right now we're in the middle. You know, when this episode comes out, our camp, our camp will be over. Um, our, our holiday camp, our all sports camp, man, talk about it. This has been, this has been really good too. You know, this is just what we needed right before the the end because um, we've been working so hard, and now we get a chance to have some fun. It's still work, but it's fun. Yes, and as you guys know, um, especially our players, parents, and anybody that knows us individually, when we work, when it's time to work, basketball wise, we're in the gym, we go hard. Go as hard as we can. We work, we work. And so we've been, these kids here, they're getting a whole new level of discipline. So <laughs> since August, we've been we've been rocking them. So now, you know, they get a chance to see another side of us, um, a lot more fun. And it has been a joy to watch, you know, those loud screams and screams of happiness has been fulfilling. Yeah, just the way camp ends every day with the parents getting a chance to observe for themselves. Yes. That tells, that tells a story. And Abdella, our guy from Collective, his daughter has been with us, right? right? She's been with us for a few days. And we've always get the same thing. Like parents don't expect their kids to enjoy just because of, you know, past prior moments. But we always tell them, don't worry, we got you. But of course, they're like, we hear that all the time. It's whatever. My kid is a handful. But, you know, you just got to. Fill them out for a little bit. Yeah, just give us a chance and then leave them. Yeah, just leave them. Just leave them. We'll give you a little break, you know. So um, shout out to HMD um, going into the new year because this is the last episode before 2022. Going into the new year, we'll have some new things coming for you guys. We're excited. Um, we're growing. Um, let's give ourselves a round of applause for the way we finished the quarter. So the way we finished this year, um, you know, we like the small wins. You know, Coach King's always talking about one step at a time. Um, sometimes in business, you can look too far ahead based on projections and everything else. But you got to stay within the moment. And, you know, we, we got a small win. 
Right. right. You know, covered all expenses, <laughs> covered all expenses, you know, everything paid on time uh, with a little bit extra to spare. Yeah, still gaining some. And still, and still gaining some. So with just a two man army, that is a victory. <laughs> sure. A victory. For sure. Right? Coming out of a, you know, a pandemic. Well, still in a pandemic, but yeah. coming out of the worst part of it, you know. so Starting a business and a people's business. So shout out to us, man. Good work. Um, with that being said, you know, any type of reflections you got on the, the new year or just 2021 period, you know, as we go into 2022, when it's released, it'll be a new season, new year. Just... um. We can come. We want to come back to it. You want to think about it and get no, back. No, I, I know already. Oh, no, you already got it. Yeah, it's just. I know it's so much. <laughs> it's so much has happened. It's um, it put me back in the perspective of sometimes you just got to put your head down and work. There were so many nights, so many days, so many hours, minutes, seconds that we were only focused on the company, but that's what we needed to do. Mm -hmm. We didn't do that. Mm -hmm. This would be our last episode. Period. Period. Right. <laughs> that that lock in factor, and it's already equated to when you get to a certain time in the season, right after that first half, after All Star break in the NBA, um, after winter break and, and Christmas break in college, and then in high school after winter break as well, yep. it's time to lock in. Your coach tell you, look, sacrifice, no partying, no wild food. Get your sleep. You got to lock in for these next two months so we can accomplish your goals. You know, we've been doing that all our life as Hoopers. So when, when we looked at each other and you was like, man, look, it's tight right now. There's only one way we're going to get out of here. It sounded familiar. <laughs> right. Right. It sounded familiar. So that's another lesson we want all of our hoop stars and stuff to learn, too. So um, for anybody that's in Dubai, our academy, our brand is Hoop Mountain Dubai. Who Mountain DXB on Instagram, who Mountain.ae online. And we're also on Facebook as Who Mountain Dubai. So you can find us, check us out, look us up, come interact. Um, we're sure, we are sure you would love to join the family. So uh check in. MBA. Interesting times, man. Um, I just I want to start off by saying KD. KD, he just dropped 51, the, the season high scoring in the NBA, just broke Steph's record, you know, with 50 the other day. I'm just saying, you talked about, you know, it's only first quarter of the season. I think that guy got a lot left in the tank. <laughs> I think he got a whole lot left in the tank. And talk about spectacular. When KD gets going, it's nothing like it. You know, I'm, that's still my MVP front runner. I'm, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean – Who's top three? Him, Steph. Who's third? Who you? Um, you know, they'll find a way to throw Giannis in there. Um, I think Chris Paul. I'm gonna think Chris Paul. You know, I still think Joker has to be in that conversation right. all the time, right? Um, a healthy Embiid, <laughs> who if he can stay healthy for the, you know, the remainder of the season, that'll be interesting. But, you know, I think KD and, and Steph I, flip flop. I recently heard a um a lot of slander going towards Chris Paul's way. Because there's people saying, well, he's only averaging 14, 15 points. They have, no, they have no idea what the other, you know, intangibles he brings to the game. Because he's a winner. He's a leader. Man, I'll let you. I'm, I'm about to look up the stats for Steve Nash when he won his MVP. Because, <laughs> you know, um, I'm a Kobe. Kobe's my guy. And I think he took one from Shaq, too. Um, 
He didn't. A- he wasn't leading scorer in the league. No, no, not not, not even close. No. He might have averaged. Yeah, he averaged eighteen and eight when he won that year, two thousand five, two thousand six, and that was the year Kobe took Smush Parker and and Kwame Brown and all of those guys to. That was a highway robbery that year. Yeah, it, the other one, I think Steve. I think he could have got. Yeah. I, was, I was okay with that. Yeah, but the first that one. Yeah, he that's highway robbery. I mean, you talk about now people putting slander on Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah Steve Nash is the same thing, yeah. but you know with more is? talent in the same place. <laughs> the Suns were box office. See, mm-hmm. they're they're just a bunch of guys get. They just come to work now. Yeah, they don't really. They got book. He's a star, but he ain't. They're Amari, not, he not yeah, he ain't those dudes that Steve Nash was throwing lobs to and all that stuff. Yeah. Like you would watch them because you're like, they might score 130 tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, this this team is just grit and grind right here. Just just get down and get dirty. Yeah, and for real hoopers, that makes even more of a case for Chris Paul. Right. He don't have a Q Rich. He don't have a Matrix. Right. You don't have a Roger Bell. You got a bunch of youngins. You got a bunch of youngins, yeah. and he took them to the finals last yeah. year with that. You got a bunch of youngins and a journeyman in um, Crowder. Yep. And Chris Paul's old. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. not no disrespect to him, but he is a season. He's a vet. He's been there a long time. Yeah. You know, and he's a little dude. Right. He was in. He was with the Pelicans when they were in New Orleans and LKC. <laughs> <laughs> right. Was the Hornets too? So. That's love, but um, KD, man, you keep rocking because we we over here, we we with you for sure. Um, Curry chasing his all-time three-ball record. You know, he struggled a couple nights ago against Philly, but he got um, he got New York coming up, and I'm sure he'll get that. You know, <laughs> by the time this comes out, I'm sure he would have already have gotten it. So let's say our congrats now to, you know, the greatest shooter of all time. You're going to cash drop, man, because you are. You know you are who you are, and now you have the record to say so. Um, but it's interesting. It's a different period. You know, I just wonder what will Reggie and them do if they can shoot twenty. You already know what I'm thinking, right? What you thinking, <laughs> Reggie and Bird? And those guys. Yeah. Trust me that that record would be. He wouldn't be that close to it right now. Let's put it like that. Yeah, he need a little bit more time. Probably still break it, but he need a little bit more time. You're talking about guys. Six seven and six nine getting a chance to shoot that many, mm-hmm. you know that's like if KD, KD has such a, a, a arsenal, getting to the rack, mid range, long range. Just think if KD only shot threes, yeah, he focused on just no. First you can't contest it, yeah, and then he's got a variety of moves to get separation to get it off comfortably. I mean, he'll easily rock that. Mm-hmm. That, that that you know. I'm just you know I I think this is a great 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 as far as entertainment value. It's going to be fun to watch. I just want to see about wins. You know, I I was recently, I saw um, somebody that I know, shout out to Jay Farrell, um, Javon. He played at UMass um, from the area. Big Curry fan. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, let me see if I can pull up the tweet so I can I can be accurate, right? Um, let me see, because he, he's a Curry guy. And I, mm-hmm. and I saw him talking about, you know, the things the media doesn't do for Steph and everything else. Mm. So, all right. That's a bold statement. Yeah. So he said, remember when people were saying they don't know if Steph can be successful or lead a team without Clay?" And I said, hey, it's just December. The greats are only judged on the playoffs. Yeah. Right? So he talked about he was successful last season without Clay, led the league in scoring, third in MVP voting, and first time All-NBA. But as we say on the podcast, that's never the argument. 
right? The argument is the media, right? If we talk about Steph in comparison to the greatest of all time, right? Just take Kobe, MJ, Kareem, Magic, KD, Ron. You don't talk to them about regular season. You don't say anything to them about regular season. Yeah, because they're expected to do that in the regular season. Right. That's what they do in the playoffs. And for that comment on what they, what they did last year, Golden State was not supposed to be bounced by Memphis. No. Um, that's just bottom line, you know. With with the greatest, yeah. <laughs> whatever else you said, some people say the best in basketball and always say, look, because um, it was also Perk saying, look, game seven, Steph Curry showed up the other night. He wasn't here. And I always say, look, in the big games, he hasn't shown up. But the media never blows him up yeah. the way they do Braun just, or KD. Just recently, the Lakers caught crazy heat because they lost to Memphis. Right. Crazy heat. Right. And, and Memphis has been winning. Yeah. Memphis is solid. So, you know, if if Golden State would have lost to someone else last year, you know, a Denver, the Suns, yeah, we, we wouldn't have said anything. They lost to Memphis the first round. That ain't supposed to happen. Yeah. It's not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Your your superstar, especially of his caliber, is supposed to get you out the first round. Mm-hmm. Un- unless, you know, we talk about those L's Mike used to take in the first round, but he was getting beat by the Pistons. And Celtics. That's a big, that's a different story. But mm-hmm. we're talking about these teams now, you're supposed to get them out the first round. Yeah, especially if you got Draymond still with you, still got your coach. But you, if you are the man they say you are, that's that's simple. The way they making it seem like the most revolutionary, the best player on the planet right now, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, show me. But again, congrats, because you're going to knock it out the park. You are the greatest shooter ever, big dog. That's no question. Um, more interesting thing, you know, everybody wants to see that big guy down there in, in New Orleans play. <laughs> Your big guy is right. Yeah. Right. Well, I actually saw some recent pictures that made it look like the other stuff was Photoshopped. <laughs> Right, it was photoshopped. But um, regardless, they're saying that Zion has been skipping out on workouts and falling asleep in film sessions. And there's recently they said he had another setback, so he's out for the season. Out for the season. Yeah, out for the season. They're gonna they're gonna put him. He's not he's not out because he won't be able to play later. But they're just gonna shut him down. Hmm. Who's coaching that team? Willie Green. First year. Sorry for you, Willie. Yeah. It set you up. Right? Set up. Mm. That's just oh man. Who who's who do who does the Pelicans have surrounding this young man to keep him keep him on, you know, straight and narrow. You know, you gotta have a team around you. You gotta be you gotta go to an organization that has things in place to help the young players. Because evidently he needs help with certain things. Well, but what's on the other side? What if his guys are telling him, look, we got to get you out of here? What if they are looking out, right? Could that? Could you see that as being a possibility to be like, nah, yo, you can't stay here. You can't just be wasting time. It, ain't, it don't look good for the, for the brand or anything else. Well, I mean, but in that case, you, you still play and you perform, but you let management know like, hey, look, this is not somewhere for me. So now you at least have trade value. You know, what's going on now, you look like you're injury prone and, you know, they're not going to get any value back for you. Yeah. Well, but you know, he he don't he can't be traded. So I think what's going to happen is if he doesn't play this year and then he only has one more year left on his right, contract. So he's just going to be a free agent. Right. But and I'm saying, but you done. still you still don't just just because there will be questions about your health. 
So you right. still want to make sure that you, everybody knows you're healthy because this is not an, a one-time situation. It's an ongoing situation mm -hmm. ever since Duke. So It'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah. I, forgot, I forgot about him. Another, like Greg Oden type of feel, right? To where it's like, man, he's not even playing. Greg uh -huh. Oden's different, though. Yeah. That's something legit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this, this, for sure. this guy, I mean, this is just a matter of watching how many burgers you eat. Yeah, because it is a foot injury, right? It's, and the people have been talking about how much power his body has and landing on his feet with too much weight. <laughs> and they, everybody thought it would be his knees that would go out first. Um, yeah, but, you know. And, and speaking of, it's holiday season, right? So I'm looking at the NBA, and every day they're talking about his new players and the protocol, safety and protocol. Um, rules or whatever it is and it's like i'm saying like it's like seven eight people a team right <laughs> they gotta postpone games like and that's the holiday seasons are, the holiday time is still here and going into the new year that's probably only going to increase yeah they got if it, it continues like this they may have to lock it down again mm, or, or, or there will be no finals mm, it's gonna be it but you know it looks like nobody everybody's recovering well though and as bron said something's fishy some of those tests may not be right. They may be targeting. I, I saw T.J. McCullough say they may be targeting uh, unvaccinated players. So it feels like to where a lot of them aren't because I think the protocols are different if you have a vaccine. It's a lot going on. Either way, I commend the NBA for being able to get through seasons during this time anyway. Hey, I'm going to put it to you like this. You have a choice. Either you, <laughs> you want to get the vaccine and play, get paid, or find another place to work. For real. Can't play overseas. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. They, they can. Mm, they can't. You know. can't even travel without it. True. But as you said, with the NBA, you got different resources. Yeah, if you're going to get on that boat, <laughs> on that cargo ship. Yeah, you know, right. Take, take you uh, three weeks to get to Europe. On the barrel. Yeah. That's funny. So. You know, Isaiah Thomas, who we just talked about um, a few episodes ago, he just got signed to the Nuggets G League team. Oh, okay. Yeah, so no, that's that's some big work right there, giving him a chance to get back in action. So keep pushing IT. We believe in you, big dog. Um, just a couple more things before we get into the podcast topics today. Um, one is, the I, what do we want to start? We want to start with Draymond or Lakers. Which one do you want to give us more for? Go Draymond. Draymond, Draymond made a comment that he feels he's the best defender of this generation. Um, I think when we talk about defense and people or spectators watching it, I feel like being able to understand it requires you to have a certain level of basketball IQ yep. and playing experience. Because whatever he's explaining, you're not going to really understand or really think it has an impact on unless you've been in the in the fire in the war and understand you know how somebody like Draymond affects the game for everybody else. People, people doubting that Draymond would be one of the top defenders, just have no idea um, how he anchors Golden State defense. He allows them to fly around <clears throat> and make those you know different coverages, and just because. Everyone knows he's got their back and he's directing everything because everybody knows the the guy in the back is is the one the most vocal. We know he talks a lot and he's telling putting people in their place and he's um, anticipating the next pass. You know, he's two steps ahead and um, he's just in, in value. He may not score a lot of points, but he will make sure the ball's you know, getting to the right people. and He will make sure that 
the defense is holding ground. Yeah. You know, and um, you just can't you can't put a price on that. That's and, why he makes eighty million. Yeah. And he he guards all five. Yep. Right. You you talk about playing small ball. He guards all five. And guards them effectively, too. Right. He talked about the fact that I can play on ball and off ball, and I can make all the reads that everybody else makes. Like, I don't know anybody in history that can do it as a complete hole the way I do it. I mean, I got some guys who are great defensively on ball, but terrible off the ball. I'm not great communicators. Or some people who are just tenacious rebounders mm -hmm. and go get them. He said, I can do that, too, and everything else. Like, how many other people can do that? It had me thinking, like, how many other people have a complete defensive package the way Draymond does? And you, Mike, can remind me better. Um, Honestly, I'd have to really, really search. I mean, I can't just think of anybody yeah. off the top of my head who does everything. You know, of course, you got guys like Pippen, great on-ball defender. Mm -hmm. Pippen ain't, he ain't doing yeah. he ain't doing too much on the backside. Yeah, you know? right. Um, yeah. I, Without doing some some deep deep research and and searching for something, I go with him on that. Yeah, and he said just and he just said in our generation, right? And I think in our generation by far, you know, that's accurate. Right? Oh, for sure in this generation, yeah, because not too many people stressing defense. Yeah, and you think about the two time defensive player of the year, nobody fears. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Mister uh, Gobert, Mister Gobert, like. You know, and nobody, it's, that's, it's like mind boggling to me. Like, nobody is worried about you. You're supposed to be a two time defensive player of the year, the man in the middle, the anchor, and everybody just like, oh, it's just, it just so crazy. For sure, nobody's supposed to be trying to run up on you and, 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 and you know, flush one down the middle. They ain't supposed to be doing that. Period. In press conferences saying, like, why we don't fear this, man? It's like, yo, where's the respect, man? <laughs> where's your respect, man? But we're going to see how that goes. Draymond, you will get the flowers you deserve. Probably won't be until after, the, you know, you retire just because those two other stars shine so much brighter there. Yeah. But, you know, talk, talk your talk, Rick Dog. Yeah, I don't think he – really, I don't think he cares. He don't. One, he – you know, think about it. He came from Michigan State. Blue collar player, mm -hmm. came into the league second round. Mm -hmm. You know, had to work his way into the rotation. Got one bag, got his second bag, got multiple championships, defensive player of the year awards, all star, all star. It's a hall of famer. Yeah, yeah, and he playing with house money. Hall of famer. You know, talk talk your shit, Draymond. Um, interesting, right here. He said Kyrie may return. Kyrie, they had a little, he had a little video recently <laughs> throwing out the basketball sneak like, yo, I might be back in action soon. For the Nets. Yeah, he might be back in Brooklyn soon. You know, they've been always talking about how in January a new mayor was going to come or something. He might change the regulations for COVID in the city. Um, he so. made a public uh, statement saying he wouldn't, but even we all know, there's, you know there might be public pressure behind the scenes. So. For sure. But the 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 most interesting thing I've seen is there's like a vegan vaccine coming that he might take. They said it's plant based. Go go ahead, say what you want to say, man. <laughs> they said it's a vegan. It's, my boy sent it to me. He said, "Yo, it's a plant based vaccine that is going to come out, and he could possibly consider taking it." Mm -hmm. I don't. I'm not a scientist. I don't know how. I don't know. I'm a doctor. I don't know how that works. Yeah, we need somebody to call in. Man, explain like, that, like, explain that to me. Word, like a plant based? Like, it's like Beyond Burgers? 
Like you got the beyond, you got the beyond burger uh, vaccine, and he just. Yeah, I don't know how that go. I don't know. How I hope go. I hope he can take it and yeah, hope I, they accept it because uh, I, I miss I like it, Curry. Yeah. Oh man, I miss it. I just seen some clips of him and Brian when they were doing that two step in the finals <laughs> and forty apiece. That was crazy. Man, Kyrie, we missed that show, man. And nobody put on a better show, you know? Nobody. But, you know, we always have a Laker check-in. Always. Always. So, right now, they said internally, the Lakers have been discussing a trade for Russ because the trio hasn't been working the way they thought it would work. Right? And, of course, you know Ben Simmons is on the market, and there are, like, seven teams that want him. Mm-hmm. Knicks, Timberwolves, Blazers, a bunch of people. Um, the Lakers are one of them. And the Lakers are also apparently interested in Jeremy Grant. I just, you know, I just want to get your reflect. Everybody knows how I feel about the Lake Show and what's going on. And you've you've been vocal about what you think the struggles are and things, but with these possible trade scenarios, maybe a Ben Simmons, maybe a Jeremy Grant. I don't know if it's feasible, but do you think would you Pull the trigger on any of those. What What is Ben Simmons going to bring to the Lakers that Russ um, isn't bringing? Except maybe a little more defense, but he can't shoot, won't shoot, and so therefore they're just going to sag off of him and help on others. So that's not going to help. Um, <clears throat> Jeremy Grant would probably be okay, but. Uh, Honestly speaking, I, Russ is getting screwed and because it's AD's fault. Mm. AD makes all those problems go away, mm. you know, and this is his fault. You know, it's not it's not a Russ problem because he's doing exactly what we thought he would do. True. You know, play hard. He's going to be really good some nights, and then he's going to have some moments where he's really bad, but his good out, outweighs the bad, and he needs time to adjust. He just got there. True. You know, and I mean, and the lineup's always changing. A lot of cats have been hurt. And again, AD hadn't been, when AD is playing, he ain't been an alpha. Not even close. So, I mean, that's just, you know, and <laughs> and again, I just got a notification that said that the Nets are open to a Kyrie Irving trade. <laughs> that's what this joke jumped open for me, too. Um, now, I don't if, know. What if Kyrie went to LA? I'm that's what I'm looking at. But then the NBA is great with storylines. So like like I, I talked about earlier, I would like to see, you know, John Wall in Brooklyn, right? But let's say for some odd reason, Russ ends up back with Katie and Harden. That'd be crazy. That that'd be that'd be insane. I don't. This is not us thinking, saying it should happen or we want it to happen. But like the NBA with storylines is just unbelievable, right? I remember that last picture of the three of them standing watching the Miami Heat about to celebrate and win, and how they were all so young, and now they all, all three of them won an MVP. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> all three of them won an MVP. All of them went in their own direction. All three of them are Hall of Famers, and now at the tail end, they come back. And in Brooklyn? Mm. OKC, okay, stop being cheap. <laughs> OKC okay, is done forever. But <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. I don't know. We got to make a, a, an adjustment before um, the trade deadline. I don't know if it's a big trade like Russ, but our biggest issue is defense. 
I don't know if it's a trade. I don't know if it's a new hire at coach. Right, but but we just gotta we gotta shift. Like we're at the bottom defensively in the league. Like we literally play no defense, and we have we get, we got they AD. Were, they were playing better the other night. I right. Say that. One guy is not going to change the entire outlook of the team's defense. I mean, honestly speaking, I you know what I think it is. I think they need a different voice, mm-hmm. different yeah. motivation, um, you know, and just you know, different uh, mindset. I don't think getting rid of Russ is going to yeah. you know cure that problem because, like I said, I did see them getting after it a little bit more. But why were they getting after it? Because LeBron was back, right? You know, and he's skating out there a little bit, so everybody else picked it up. But it can't come from him. Everything. Being 37 years old. Yeah. Even though he look he just won um player of the week too in the Western Conference. He looking looking crazy. Like he's gonna be ready when his son get into the league. <laughs> but it's interesting. Like you said, sometimes a different voice. And everybody talks about the old geezers and the old guys. Those are also decorated guys. Guys to where like you can't fake the funk in front of them. So you right. Maybe Vogel is the issue to where we can't connect with this dude. He not he not here. Like I'm not listening to him. Like there's, there's no reason for that. Just all right. Name one time where you've seen any um, emotion out of him for Frank. Right. You know yeah, he, he applauded himself the other day because he did <laughs> in the locker room. <laughs> you know, you may need somebody to go in there and you know tell some of those vets really how it is. Yeah. You know, and, you know somebody they respect, just to you know give them a different outlook on how they should approach the game. Yeah. Because um, even with all right, let's just say this. AD needs somebody to light a fire on his ass. Right. Bottom line. Somebody needs to tell him, look, man, LeBron ain't supposed to be number one every night. And so, for sure. It's supposed to be you. For sure. You, LeBron, then Russ. For sure. Every night. And, and you know, AD, we go as far as you take us, man. All right, King. You know, live on air, right? Georgia Southern women just played college basketball division one. They just played... <laughs> Carver. Saw that. College. Saw that. The score I'm about to say is not made up, right? The score was 133 to 15. Disgusting. I saw it. I didn't even want to bring it up. I'm disgusted. Their coach should be fired. Which one? Georgia Southern. The one that ran it up? Yep. Really? Yep. Because everybody knows that in the U.S., probably worldwide, there's a shortage of women's basketball players participating on the high school level. So you think about it. The for the NCAA Division I women's basketball teams, over the past 30 years, the top 20, top 25, has been basically the same the entire time. It's like the same teams because there's not enough talent to spread around like the men's team. And so you know that, you don't even know where Carver is. No, I don't. Right. I don't. Is it like George Washington Carver peanut butter? I have no idea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you think about it, and that's Georgia Southern. They ain't, they ain't no powerhouse, and they're running up the score. So you can imagine, no, no disrespect to Carver, but they were just outgunned. King, the worst part is, is that's only the second largest win margin in D1 women's basketball. They won by 118 points. Come on, man. should be fired. <clears throat> I mean, I'm saying some people say they should have won by 200. That is a lot of... On, that's man. that's that's a lot. On, 133 to 15? 
Like, <laughs> you got to have a little more respect for the game because you understand what the problem is for women's basketball. You're trying to grow the game for women's basketball. That's hurting the game. True. Because people are going to say, yeah, no point in playing. We don't have a chance. You know, I'm just not. That, and that's real. Yeah, they that's can't real. do that, man. That's real. Yeah. That's a 118. <laughs> that's a lot of points. Yeah. Like in the difference between like I've been on the I've been on the side of some lopsided wins before and like AAU as a youngin. Ooh. Not that. Yeah, that's tough. And like you said, we're trying to get more women to play because yeah. basketball is inclusive, but that'll keep me away too. Damn. <laughs> Talk about culture. Yeah. Right. That I mean, man. We gotta look up where Carver what league they play in because yeah. This could kill their morale for the rest of the year. I think they might be. I'm sure they're probably D3. Carver College women's basketball. Man. What you, what's the worst loss you've ever been on the other side of? Mm. Playing, let's see. Probably a 50-piece. Mm. Probably a 50-piece, yep. And in I, high school or coaching? No, nothing in high school like that. Coaching, um, prep school. Definitely 50. Like, I think it was like maybe 60. Some team in um, Pennsylvania. Uh, what's his name, son? Uh, 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 Billy Owens' son played on a team in Pennsylvania. The great Billy Owens from Syracuse. And uh, his son, they smacked us. Uh, 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 didn't uh, LaMelo and them smack you up too when you were coaching? It wasn't like that. <laughs> he, didn't, he, didn't even, he didn't play that night, but it wasn't like that. This, it was bad. Mm. This was this was crazy. This was worse. Oh, this Carver College is like they're like the National Christian. All right, there you go. Stop, <laughs> stop. If you when you say National, if you ain't Baylor or Notre Dame, stop, stop. Come on, man. Hey, come on, man. Georgia Southern, you should be like it's like Georgia Southern playing the next night. Say they're gonna play South Carolina. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, R roles yeah. are gonna be reversed. Like, yeah. You gotta have some respect for the game, man. No, listen, man. They they whooped up on them people. <laughs> it was no good, man. It's like those high school store scores you see all the time. You know, high school, you know, girls. Somebody went beating somebody by ninety five. And all that. come on, man. Man, you're ruining the game. Yeah, it's nasty. It's nasty. It's nasty. So we're gonna we're gonna take it maybe a little bit more lighthearted or more life and experience. Look at OG face. <laughs> Kind of person. Come on, man. Hey, man. The reason I'm pissed because I I coached CYO one year. Mm. What's that? Um, it's the like the youth Christian league. Mm. Um, oh, I thought it, it was Catholic. Catholic. <laughs> it's I mean it's Catholic. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't know. Um, and so you know all the coaches are coaching for free. So I we had, I literally had practice on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday, at 8 a.m. with um third and fourth graders. 8 a.m. Yeah, that's the only time we hit, get the gym, right? Free. I'm coaching for free, right? We have maybe seven players show for practice consistently. For the games, could have seven. Could have 11. You never know, right? So there's levels. A team, B team, C team. We're C team. Because our kids are like, you know, beginners. They just want to play. You're, you know, the, the Catholic side in you is supposed to say, we're gonna play um, by the rules in terms of putting teams in each level that are appropriate for their skill level. We played a team, man. 
they were pressing us the entire game, the entire game, even after they were up 35-40. In the first half, I'm sitting there like, man. And I'm like, first of all, those aren't C players. Those are A players. Right. You know, so not, I'm like, I'm looking at the coach. I'm like, okay. You ready to fight? Yeah, I'm ready to fight. <laughs> I walk over at halftime. I say, yo, can you call off the dogs? Like, you guys clearly are the better team. You're clearly going to win the game. Go zone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let us get the ball up the court, get a few shot attempts. Whatever happens, happens. And he said, we're trying to get ready. Get ready for what? You're playing on the sea level. So if you're trying to get ready for like a, some type of weekend tournament or something like that for your travel team, that means you got your kids on the wrong level. Right. And so, you know, I approached him after the game. <laughs> you know, I had a couple of parents that know him personally. And I went and I said, if you know him personally, what kind of friend is he? Yeah. If he's going to run up the score on your kids like that, knowing your kids aren't basketball players. Yeah. And I, I barked on him out there. You know, everybody's like, calm down, coach. I said, Shut up. <laughs> Jukebox, ladies and gentlemen. It gets like that sometimes. What the hell is wrong with you running up the score on these kids? They're just playing for fun. Your real. kids are practicing four times a week. You know what I'm saying? And your kids play on, you know, really good AAU teams and stuff. This is crazy. No, so I, I called into the league and all that, cursed them out too. Mm. I, ain't, I ain't get a chance to coach again next year. I'm about to say. But <laughs> that's a wrap. Yeah, man. That. That's all good, though. But you got to have somebody fighting the, the battle for the kids yeah, like man. that. You know, you got to help the helpless sometimes. So we're going we're gonna to get it back into last episode. We talked about um, <coughs> business, yep. you know, getting into those other things. And um, we wanted to start to show more dimensions of us because this is our outlet just to talk and share information and things. So going into the new year, you know, we're going to do call it story time or, or you know, just a coach's corner where we sit and just talk and, and reflect on our lives and what's going on because we've also been a little bit slow with the podcast a little bit too uh, with some things coming out just because life has been happening. Yeah. Um, it's cool to share those journeys because part of bridging the gap is allowing people to get an inside look on, you know, things that back in the day would be you sitting on the porch with your uncle or your, um, your grandfather or whatever. And they're kind of giving you life lessons and helping you guide through things. If you're fortunate, fortunate enough to have that. And, you know, we've had like two or three generations where that skipped. Yeah. <laughs> and it's looking like it's kind of non-existent now. So with people consuming media so much, you know, we're going to come and we're going to drop that in the bucket for at least somebody. So we're going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, I just had a big life event, you know, uh, you know, big to some, minor to others. But, um, you know, I got some new jewelry on my finger over here. <laughs> so I give myself I know you don't know the button so I give myself the... that was a loud and long applause yeah I needed it I don't think I, I, don't think I deserved it so um, on my on my IG page and some other stuff you see I recently proposed and, and, and got married and um, you know had my nikah ceremony which is the Islamic ceremony to um, validate your union under under the guise of Islam. Um, it was, it's been, it's been a while. And I guess you, I don't know how to start it because I'm talking about me, right? But you've been able to watch 
everything from the beginning to the end. And, you know, you're kind of like telling the story to my moms and Jameson on the back end through your guys and, and the way that you see it. But um, I made a decision that uh, I, this is, I, I told my mom, my family, like, this is the biggest, biggest decision I've ever made. Uh, leading up to this point, right? The first one was which college I was going to go to, yeah. right? And um, unlike the other one, I did. I felt like this was a no-brainer. This was this was an easy one for me in regards to the person, you know, my my wife to be. It was easy in that space, but there were internal issues, internal things that you know I needed to figure out that made it tough to to like. Like, oh, but, damn, I'm here. So give me an example of one of those internal issues that was holding you back. Well, um, I don't know about, I want to say holding it back. Because, again, I never questioned her, like, whether or not I wanted to be with her. Yeah, we know, but it's, it's, not like, on, we know it's not on. It's it, never I, you know on. I gotta, you know I got to make that clear, though. It's never on a good woman. Yes. It's always on the guys. Yes. Especially a guy that's a good guy, semi-popular guy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and a hooper. Yeah, it's it's always on you mm -hmm. because you you don't want to feel like you're boxed in, man. Whenever something, whatever happens in terms of which direction direction you go, you always want to be leading the ship, mm -hmm. and so that's where we get a little we get a little jittery sometimes because we're like, I don't like being told what to do, man. But a lot of times it's for the best. Yeah, I mean, where do I start, right? Let me start to like how I even get to this point mentally, right? So, you know, everybody that knows me <laughs> and and I have like, we've been married, everything's been official long, like probably like two weeks or so before dropping the pictures or anything, right? So we've already been locked in. People are going to be surprised. I, we dropped a, I dropped a, the proposal video on like a Tuesday and I'm going to drop the marriage pictures like on the Thursday, Friday. People will be like, you know, where the wedding is? But it's been an um, interesting space because, you know, like you said, we're hoopers, right? And, you know, that's we talk about the culture that comes with that. Um, being in America, being where, you know, freedom is a little bit different. Um, and just growing up popular and always around things and options and having things going. And right, right, just, you know, you're just tall. You know what I'm saying? Just tall. <laughs> it was never the focus because of basketball was always on the next rung, the next accomplishment, staying focused to get to the next space. Because, you know, you tell me, everybody that's around tell me about how, you know, being with the wrong woman or even young or making some, you know, some decisions based on a fleeting desire could derail your entire life going forward. Right. And I always had you in the back of my mind, uncle telling, uncle Ro telling me, look, you gotta be careful. So I, since I can remember, I'd always moved that way. Like you said, I got to move the way I want to move, how I want to move. I'm going to be honest about that. And then you get to the spot where it's like, all right, your basketball identity is, is dwindling down. You ain't going to be able to just move like that. You ain't, you know, packing the dollars of it. So, I mean, my aunt helped me. After I graduated college, she used to tell, I remember, I tell the story all the time, she told me, she was like, all right, you having fun, but like, you want to run businesses, you want to have this and that, like all the people that you're interacting with, could you call any of them to come with you to a black tie event? Could they put on a good dress and work the room and hold you down and be there? And I was like, 
I can't call so and so for that. She's gonna scare people away. It's gonna be a little bit too much. So I was like, hmm, still not no marriage stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I go into a different direction and start to. This is uh, you go into somebody that has the same ambitions as you, but then the same understanding of where, like, all right, I'm putting myself first with everything. If I get called tomorrow and there's an opportunity for me to go to LA to work, even though I'm in Virginia. I'm going. There's no slight against you, but you understand the space. But we're still solid. So that's where we're at. And then the number one focus always has been and still is, is building legacy, creating your time, your your community, you know, getting the money you want until you feel like you'll be able to take care of a family, right? And so that was still it. Even before I left, even before I left 2019, it was no way. Not, not, not no girlfriend, not settling down, not anything, right? But I always knew that eventually I was like, ah, this this ain't gonna work, you know? I always talk, like, and the more we got closer, and I would say each moment, like, leading up to me, you know, I've always been a sponge. I guess you can attest to that, to where whatever I've experienced or I dealt with with somebody, I kept those lessons. So with each interaction, with each relationship, I would learn something about myself, learn something about how to interact and communicate and I would take it, you know, and I would always be honest with that. So I think that's what got me to the point to where I could realize that, oh, all right, you know, I, you know, I've tried everything that they said I needed to try and it wasn't feeling the way I thought it was going to feel. And then most importantly, you know, being Muslim now, it's half of my dean, right? Like, you know, we're all created in pairs. So, finding your pair and then, you know, creating that union and building that is half the religion. So thinking about how much importance without even really fully understanding all of Islam, but just knowing how much important it is to have importance is placed on having a wife. And then you start to look at it different than back at the crib. I'm like, yo, if I get divorced and I become a millionaire, <laughs> like she taking all my bread. You know, I can't trust her because I've been in rooms seeing where, you know, you might be talking to a girl and whatever. She got two boyfriends. I'm like, yeah, I can't move like that. Well, then you leave America and it's just a different everything. Well, the, before you go any further, yeah, that could happen yeah. anywhere. If, listen, for sure. It can happen anywhere. It's, the for bottom sure. line is, did you find somebody that you feel comfortable in in any space? Mm-hmm that you feel comfortable with in any space that you're in. That's the key thing. You know, if there's any type of uh, hesitancy in terms of um, some of the characteristics um, your partner may have, then that's a reason to slow down a little bit. But if, if every avenue of your relationship you feel solid in, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. But then, then the question becomes, and this is where people need guidance, right? Like, um, how do you, what avenues are you checking, right? Like, some of us are looking at the wrong things when we're looking for somebody to build with, to grow with. Yeah. Or some of us aren't looking to build, to grow anyway. You think you're supposed to come as a complete package already, right? Uh, well, if you're looking, you're looking for Halle Berry to walk through that door <laughs> with the money, the fame, the looks and everything. And you're expecting everything to be perfect, right? Try it again because um, you see it hasn't worked out for her exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not to say anything against her or anything against her partners, but 
It just because someone has the total package from the exterior doesn't mean that everything is okay in the interior. Mm -hmm. So you gotta you gotta really you know do your research, and you know both of you have to get a chance to really get to know each other, mm. and that takes time. Man. You know, very rarely does someone get together just instantly, and they're able to make it through the tough times for the next 10, 15, 20 years. You know? Right, right. That's like, just to start there, right? What helped me is through my through my years of listening to you, listening to my aunt, my uncle, my mom, and then just learning, you start to adjust what most people say is on their list and what's important to them, right? Like you start to understand that what really holds value is like the, the characteristics, your integrity, your respect, your honesty, right? Somebody just being able to be reliable and communication, right? Everybody talks about that, but we learned that early as basketball players and that, you know, those teams that communicate the great, the best have the most success because there's always going to be issues, yeah. right? And even within that, like we go deeper within relationships, growth. Is somebody willing to grow and change? And are you going to be able to say that, whatever this person does in the next five to three years, when they grow and change into something else at their core, that person is who I'm going to love no matter what. So I'm going to always be with them as they grow. Right. And they change. So it went from, I need her to look like this, this, and this and do this, this, and this, and have this, this, and this to where it's like, I just need somebody that's going to be solid. Right. Right. Like, and you don't get to that space. Sometimes people don't get there until they've let the solid one go four or five times. Right. But I wasn't going to miss out on that right. because yeah, you right here, yeah. uncle right here. Right. And you, I got older men telling me like, look, <laughs> my, my uncle told me exactly. He's like, look, you, she got to already have, you know, those things because I fell. Right. It's like at my lowest point, are you still going to be there? Yep. Right. And what most people don't know is that coach and I are at our lowest point, almost one of our lowest points. You know, that's what I say this now to everybody back home that's looking international business owner. Looks like I'm, you know, I'm I'm living in Dubai. You were puffing a cigar the other day. Puffing yeah. a cigar. Yeah. Right. That was a that was a celebratory time. That was <laughs> it. So it looks like life is lit, right? But this woman that I'm about to marry, man, she's she hasn't looked at me or batter than I like about anything other than just the human being that I am, right? I don't have the money that I thought I was going to have. I'm not anywhere near any of those things, but it didn't make a difference, right? Talking about being locked down here in a pandemic and, you know, being finding out who she is and who I am in the midst of troubles. Like our situation starts like there. It's not like I just woke up and I was like, low passport, blah, 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 nothing. Like, we really went through the fire. What most people would go through in like four years, we went through in like eight to nine months. And I don't have anything, you know? But that's when you start to learn that you can be rich in other ways. Right. And those things are um, never going to go, right? Like, you know, you balance your spiritual, your mental, your physical, and all those things are solid. And you can be a, a person of sound mind and a sound heart. That's what's supposed to be irreplaceable and invaluable. I mean, that's all you want. For right? sure. Because, you know, through the good times, bad times, if you have that, you get through anything, man. 
And then we're here at this point, right, to where it's like um, how, like you watching me get to this point, because you know me since I was 15, 14, 15. You watching me because my aunt would always tell me because I was always like, nah, I'm not in it. She's like, you gonna, it's gonna happen before you're thirty, and I'm like, nah, here I am before it's happening. But you seeing and and like the guidance you've helped me give because I I'm watching our folks, the youngest under me or some people my age, and I'm like, you know, a lot of the issues that we got right now is because we don't have something solid at home, something that's deeper than anything surface level something that like only you and that person can understand and that gives you a sense of home feeling like what were you able to see and how were you able to like help me navigate through that space well i i, <clears throat> I hate giving you credit but i give you credit on this one <laughs> where throughout the entire time i've known you you've been pretty good in terms of managing your relationships um one you know not going too far when you know that you're not that serious on your your end. Um, and two, just making sure you stayed focused in terms of what the task at hand was. And that the task for you was getting to school, getting your advanced degree, playing college basketball. And you never let anything deter you from that. So <clears throat> getting here to Dubai, um, I knew you were gonna have some tough times in terms of deciding if you wanted to be in a relationship because you would have the opportunity to come across some really good women. Mm -hmm. um, Cause you know, uh, there's so many different things that, that um, make, you know, hoopers and um, really good people attractive, especially outside the United States. Cause it's like a mystique. Yeah. You know, you're from the U S and you know, so people, you know, want to get a chance to get to know you. Um, but the one thing I saw when you met this particular young lady, was that you were real meticulous in terms of how you approached each step. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you always made sure that you took care of her in terms of the respect and, and honesty. And, uh, you know, I don't think personally, I don't think I really needed to do anything mm -hmm. because I think you saw it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was just there to reinforce it sometimes mm -hmm. just to make sure that you didn't screw up and let it pass you by. Because, mm. you know, Coach Roland will tell you, um, he's seen a lot of players that, that good ones pass them by. Yeah. You know, I've been through some situations where um, I probably had some a lot of good women, but I wasn't in a good space at that particular time. Mm. It wasn't right for me. And so now, you know, the person I'm with now, it's, you know, I have a chance to to grow with this person at my own pace, mm. you know, and at a pace that she's comfortable with, you know, and that's what, uh, you know, you did that, man, you came here and, you know, you, you found somebody and you took your time to really get to know them. And, um, and it, you know, it worked out, yeah. it worked out, you know, like I said, I, I'd be damned if I was gonna let you pass this one up. Yeah, no, that's real. And, and I'll say, you know, you gotta do a lot of work as a man to be prepared. Yeah. Right. Like there's certain things that they don't tell us, <laughs> to prioritize as men and they make us put all of our value into something monetary. Um, but I did a lot of work these last six, seven, eight years, just reconditioning myself, relearning how to be 
um, a better communicator, learning how to actually listen, right? Especially, especially coming from where we come from, where we lead everything. Um, to where I, I'm still going to be the head of whatever else. But at some points, you just got to sit back and really listen to the needs of somebody else. Um, making it a place to where they're comfortable to be themselves, no matter what happens. And again, building and showing more so than just talking. Because that's what I learned from my mom more than anything. Like... I'm talking about respect that I want. I'm talking about the respect I'm going to demand, the respect I'm going to give you, the expectations I'm going to have from you, the trust and everything else. I got to show you those things first, right? And I'm not going to play about it. So I took, there's a lot of time between like 2014 to, to now to where, um, shout out to Deanna Durham. She's like my college professor and she helped me really grow outside of my shell when it comes to being in a relationship or just being with people, period. And understanding you got to have different tones. You got to have different temperaments. You got to have different levels of understanding to be in a relationship to where you're going to grow. And you got to make yourself humble enough to accept it when you're wrong. Right. Right. Like I'm not. I've, I probably always saved being romantic, being mushy, being really, really vulnerable. Cause I thought that was like, that's like, a, um, I st it still bothers me. Right. Like it still was like too vulnerable. So I'm like, yo, I'm doing this. And if she does anything wrong on the other side to embarrass me, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> Cause it's like, I, I saved all my life to give this space here to where it's like, I'm, you know how people, it's just like with business. When we're telling people we genuinely care about, how well your child does, yep. right? And then, you know, but they've had 20 experiences where they heard the same thing and somebody burnt them. Yep. So now I'm like, listen, don't play with me. I don't open up this heart, right? I don't do that, but I'm you're showing me. So when I do, you know, this is how I'm gonna hold it down for you, but, but don't play, right? But I've had to get to the space to where you're only gonna find out if you open it up. Like, if you don't open it up, you're just going to be sitting there thinking about what if. So, you know, all the young cats out there that's, that's watching and seeing, I've seen a lot of guys saying, like, yo, you give me hope. There's more than enough hope. You just got to spend more time developing the man that you want to be, the man of men, you know, as, as some people would say. And you'll get, you'll start to attract what's for you. But most of the times you're spending too much time focusing on something that's pulling you away from what you really want to need. So sit down and work on those things. Cause we got a lot of things we got to recondition ourselves about. Sure. I'm glad that you, um, you finally started to open up and show your, uh, your emotional side. Yeah. I like that. Just for her though. You, you, I'm just saying, cause you, and all these kids, all these years you've been like, just, just putting on this tough guy act. We all know you were soft. Tough guy. I just, just respect me. That's all. I'm just you know what I'm saying. You funny. You keep throwing that out there. I got the video of you tearing up. You know what I'm saying? I'm just keeping it in the stash out of respect for you, man. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's love. You know, we here. People that know me know there's no, no video people out there that, like that. They don't know anything. Trust Look, they don't know you like I know you. Know. Photoshop. No, nah, man. But But those things are important, man. And like, I say this again because I want to reiterate it. Like, there's never a perfect time. There's never a perfect time to where it's like, I got to get this, I got to get that. Every time I've ever made a plan for myself in life, it never went that way. Yeah. 
Never. Like for, for college, you know, I, I had a bunch of D1 things and I had a huge health issue I never thought was going to happen. This and that happened. But what I learned was to always be prepared for anything because you can't control what you can't control. So you got to prepare for different things. So that way, when the moment comes, you can see it clearly. So, yes, I don't have I'm in another country. My mom wasn't here to see, you know, I mean, like the people I love wasn't weren't here to see it. But it, it inevitably is my decision, right? Of course, I talked with them, you know, they got to the base, but I got to the space to where I could understand that, all right, this is what's best for you. You know how to make decisions because shout out to moms. You always put me in that space to where it's like, all right, you weigh the pros and the cons. You figure out what it is. So when it came time to the moment to where it's like, all right, the rest of the life, your life, you said your priorities are legacy, building, for his future kids and their grandkids. And how are you going to do that alone, right? You got to have somebody a partner with you. And even in my back of my mind, I was like, I need somebody that's going to grow with me and understand that I'm going to be ripping and running, blah, 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 blah. And I still need you to be you, blah, 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 blah. And I found that. And for fellas, if you don't have that 100K, 200K, 300, whatever number it is you think you got to have, and she making you feel like if you don't have it, you're not the one. She not it. She not it. Like, it's, it's not even the question. You know what I'm saying? Let that go. You know what I'm saying? Let it go. Stick to what you know. Yep. You know? Um, or, or, you know what I'm saying? You can be like, you know, a globe trotter, you know, rolling stone. You do your thing. What do you think? Will Tim Tim. Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. No, man. But uh, also, um, the, one of the big things, and we'll expand on it later, but um, you should be intentional about what your relationship is centered around, grounded on. Um, like that foundation. Let me ask you this. Um, do you think, had you not um, converted to Islam, that had been the issue? Well, the, the beauty is, is that I was going to convert even before I knew her. Right. I'm I'm saying so, that if even if you hadn't though, I'm if, saying, would if, that have been an issue? What do you mean? If you if you weren't just say you were you weren't gonna convert to Islam, uh -huh. would you still have been able to get married? To her? Yes. No. Um, so that dynamic is interesting too, right? Um, you know, when you leave the States, you start to see the other cultures around the world. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are heavily based on tradition. Um, and in Islam period, a, a woman must marry a, a Muslim man, but a Muslim man can marry whatever because the children take the faith of, faith of the man. Okay. So, but it's different here, um, being in the Middle East, especially in the Arab culture like uh, Dubai, to where, you know, I I had no idea what an Emirati was. And I don't know if you did before we got here. No. I had no clue. And I wasn't aware of the Emirati traditions or anything. You know, there's only a million Emiratis. Right. So it's like it's a small tribe. They're all about family names, culture. Um, you know, of course there's other the other things, it's like any other community there. But I know her dad wasn't all the way excited at first because right. she, she wasn't bringing home another Emirati man right. because they want to. It's all about names here. They have this thing called like a family book mm -hmm. to where they like track like, you know, everybody is, you know, 
let's say the the grandfather, great great grandfather's name Syed. Everybody that's born will have Syed in his name, so that they can go back and see, like, all right, your grandfather, he did this, this, and that, and all those other things. So they kind of want to keep that same Arabic culture to an extent together. Um, and then the idea of culture is interesting too. So I wouldn't have been able to. And I know there was hesitations there too, because right. as an Emirati, you get a lot of benefits for being with another Emirati. You know, you get married here and you can get a free plot of land. You can get a home. There's all these other different benefits that they do a great You're job. A gold of digger. That's what they thought, right? That's what they <laughs> thought. But, but they, but you know, I'm an American passport, right? So it's like, there's nothing really that, you know, you can, guys can give me that I can't get for myself. Um, the most interesting part was, you know, people don't really know America is like 17 different Americas. Right. right. The America you and I grew up in and lived in is not what they've seen on TV, right. like not even close. So, you know, immediately she told me like her dad was like, you know, she asking people like, should I say, OK, because women have to get permission from their parents mm -hmm. to marry them. And, you know, you know, that's different. And, you know, she was like, I can't really explain that you have to be around him to feel his his aura and, and understand how that goes. Um but I was, I've never been worried about that. Like never. I know for some people they're always worried about parents and dads and all those other different things. But like I said, I spent a lot of time like establishing myself, you know, like not having basketball and having to like rebuild your own identity and figure stuff out and like see what really matters. Cause now the one thing that made me popular, so to speak, is gone. And now I just feel like it's whatever. Now you got to reprioritize stuff. Well, don't sell yourself short. Cause I, you know, I'm just making jokes about yeah. being popular just for basketball, but you know, when you're outgoing personal uh, personality and uh, you know, you, you're, you can, you can mingle with anybody, mm -hmm. you know, people just got to be around you and get to know you. That's all. Yeah. You know, I had no, I had no doubt in my mind that you uh, wouldn't hit it off with pops. Right. You know, cause um, you know, after, 30, 40 minutes being around you, all those stereotypes would be out the window. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. Like, I'm never, I never question myself. Like, people don't know, like, all through high school, all through a basketball period, time period anyway, I struggled with confidence, right? So sometimes it may look like that I was overconfident because I, I was struggling with it because there was so many times where when Absolute I was young. Absolute asshole sometimes. But look, because it happens because when I was young, it was people around me as adults that telling me that I would never be, these are my coaches telling me I'd never be good or they would never, like, they weren't helping me. So, you know, you got to figure a way to work that out, right? And so I learned to never, ever doubt myself because, you know, I am what I am, who I am. So you're either going to like it or you're not. But I, I know my intentions are always pure and I'm going to be solid. Like, I know that for sure. My word is my word. Like, I know I know what I'm going to give you when I get off the bus every day, right? I know that for sure. So I was like, it's whatever. And then when it comes to culture, because people talk about culture all the time, right? People talk about, like, I think that was one of the biggest things is, like, are they going to, your kids going to have this culture and that culture and all that? I always say, like, what is culture? Right. And like when you put that in perspective, like what is culture? All right. It's what you make it in your house. That's it, it man. Simple as that. Because yeah. you say, like people say, like you know, Arabs <laughs> say, I want them to have good manners. But for us, if you're from the south, in the southern, that's southern hospitality, that's part of the good manners too. Yeah. And if you go to other places, that's just a human decency thing. Right. So I was like, 
the culture doesn't matter to, to me, right? Because most of the times people are like trying to be gatekeepers or something that was already just like a human basic need and desire. So I was like, yeah. it's whatever. Yeah, culture, religion, everything should evolve around being a good person. It's simple as that. Simple as that. So I was never there with an issue. But there are also like when you make that steps as a those steps as a man to say, I'm going to marry this woman. Cause you know, Islam, it says now you're her garment, you cover her, right? You are what protects her. You also got to be ready for those responsibilities too. And I will say, um, that's where guidance comes into play. You know, um, being able to watch you, uh, uncle Roe, like firsthand, and, and the way that you operate and, and the way Uncle Rose with on Lisa and the way that you manage being with people, being with women and handling responsibilities, that was big. Because yes, you got to work on yourself. Yes, you got to be confident. You got to work in communications. But you still have responsibilities of, as a man. And you got to make sure that you understand that when you make your decisions, it got to be centered around that household. Right. Right. And you got to be able to wear it on the chin. If you got to do something you don't want to do for a while, just for everybody to eat, you got to wear it. Yeah. And, you know, and everybody not ready to make that step yet. Yeah, it's just a sign of growth, maturity, man. Just, you know, you you create a bond with somebody. Um, you know, you guys have to look out for each other. And being the man, not to say that a woman can't take care of you, but being a man, just just there should be an inner drive within that makes you say, I want to step up. Right. Take care of my family. Right. That discipline is, is big, right? That discipline is huge. And, you know, part of that discipline too is is like, um, you know, let's be elephant in the room, like being with one woman, yep. right? Like you start to, you know, this is a hypersexual community. And like just media wise, like right. TV just make you kind of like, it's kind of like desensitized to the act and like that connection and all those things. And then you wonder why, like you're uneasy about certain things. Um, that's just a level of discipline, right? I, I equate it to like, there's nothing, we talked about this on the podcast before, like I watch people and how they are with their significant other. Mm -hmm. Cause that if if you've made a promise to that woman that you're never gonna break her trust, that's the most sacred thing. Cause you don't go home with me. Right, right. <laughs> it's right. you not having children with me. If you can't manage that, how could I ever trust you? Right. With anything. Right. Right. Period. And you're not honest with this. So you talking about you know you people out there, young bucks out there. It's like you know I can't be with just one or whatever else. That's a discipline issue. How are you going to reach that goal that it is that you want to reach? Because eventually that's going to come back to bite you. Right. Somehow, some way. Right. Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> like you're disciplined in one space. You got to have it in the other space or it's going to come back regardless. It just is what it is. You know, or just be honest. I mean, it just comes a point in time anyway where you can't be, <laughs> you can't be out there running the streets all the time. You, that just that's exhausting and it's expensive. You know, it's just the point in time where you're like, man, look, I need somebody that, that I can just relax with, somebody I can count on. Man. And, um, you know, I got to start looking forward to some other things in life. And, yeah. You, know, you got to get tired of that stuff, man. What would you say, um, like at this point, right, if you're sitting with 
we got another, we probably got another group of like college age kids that's moving around, right? Trying to figure it out on their own. Like what what is some some insight you give them on these years, right? Like uh, how to how to move while they're trying to figure themselves out and still maintain, you know, that social identity. I, I would say that they have to decide what they want to do in the next for the next ten years. Hmm. Who they want to who they want to do it with, where they want to do it, um, and you know how they want to get it done. Because if you can't visualize what you plan on, what you would like to do for the next ten years, and who you'd like to do it with, then then you're going to end up being doing the same things, and you're going to be ten years older, hmm. and then you're going to get into a space where you're like. Mm. Life's passed me by a little bit. Mm. You know, not everybody's the same, but I'm just saying in general, you can't, you know, you're in college now, everything's fun. You know, um, you have a safety net because you're in college. Mm-hmm. You won't be in college forever. Fact. You know, and you got to start thinking about real life things then. What type of conversation, and I'll answer this too, like, <laughs> what type of conversations do you have, right, after you get the, all right, this person's cool, this person's cute, this person's solid, what type of conversation? What are like those imperative things that you gotta have, and you gotta be like, all right, boom, boom, boom. I need to see where you are mentally here, where you lack at here, where you're strong at here. Like, how do you get it? Cause I got my girl. She yelled at me because I was like, I don't make decisions off emotion, right? So, like, technically speaking, I kind of looked at relationships like a business decision, right? And, you know, she's like, you can't do that with people. But that's just the two different sides of the brain, right? Right. To where it's like, I'm going, instead of me investing all of my money, I'm investing all of me, right? And however way we do this, this can set me back the next 10 to 15 or 20 years or whatever, right? And so it's the same thing with however I start a business. We start here. I am investing three to five years in the startup of this company for however much money is going in, however much money we're not making and, you know, opportunities that we're giving up. So if it doesn't work, I'm maybe shit out of luck. Right. So beforehand, like I'm checking off, I'm looking at all these things so I can make that good decision um, going later. Yes, the love is there, but I can't like love is not enough. And I say that again, love is not, not enough. enough, right? Like I'm with my wife, we are friends first, right? We, we don't love each other all the time, but that's always my dog, always my dog, right? So when love is not enough and those other things got to come into play. Like what are some of the things you like, all right, we got to have talks about this. Yeah, one of the first things I've always, um, you know, started talking about was one, how many kids you'd like to have? Mm. How would you like to raise those kids? Mm. You know, because I'm, you know, I'm, my step pop was disciplinarian. Mm. So you know how I am. Like when mm-hmm. I say do something, I need you to get, get it done. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing out of the, you know, out of the ordinary. It's just simple instructions. I don't have time for, to explain to you exactly why and when I need you to do something. I need you to do it now. Yeah. And so, you know, someone who doesn't believe in discipline their kids, yeah. probably wouldn't work with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, Let's stay on that topic. Right. Let's stay on that one. Because that is important too. Yeah. Because we do come from a certain structure and then we work with kids daily. Okay. So we see what, what they missing with stuff. So it's imp- it was important for me to be like, and then we're blending cultures. Yep. 
right? We've been to two different parts of the world and everything else. So it was imp- it's important for me to be like, look, this is how I want to do things. This is how we're going to do it. Are you? Do you want to trust in that? Like, how do you want to go? Blah blah blah. Luckily for me, it was all on the line. Like, of course, I want them to speak three languages. I right. want them to be broken down to this and this. But my kids are black kids, right? Regardless how anybody see it. Yeah. So there's a certain way that I got to make sure we're going about things. And if you don't know, I'm gonna teach you, right? But this is how we're gonna do it. Right. And so we definitely had to agree on that. And I never wanted kids either, but. You know, you get to a different space to where you got to start thinking about it but at you one talk, point. You, you always talk about legacy. Legacy is how you leave it. Can't have a legacy if you don't have kids. Yeah, for sure. So, well, you know, another thing that I've always uh, talked about was where, what kind of space do you want to be in toward the end of your life? Like retirement? Retirement, mm. you know. And that's my thing. Like, are you a person that needs to be out? and seen all the time? Or are you a person that could be just as happy sitting lakeside somewhere, hmm. just chilling out, being with friends and family? Hmm. You know what I mean? Because um, we've seen this a lot. Some people, no matter what their age is, they still want the hustle and bustle and being out and seeing. You know, it's not, there's a point in time where you say, I've done that. Been there. It's time for me to relax now and, and enjoy family and friends. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I I look for, because uh, you know, bad things happen when you still run those streets after a certain age. Right. No, that's <laughs> real. That's real. And that's and we've actually talked about that too. Right. Like talked about, and I was like, look, <laughs> she said, I don't want to work all my life. Yep. And I was like, I don't either. But. I also know that there's a there's a difference between like not working and then still having something to invest in, right? So like I 15 years from now, who my owner still running inshallah, I still be a part of it, right? But I don't have to be here day to day. Right. Right. So there's a difference between me not doing anything, period, and just sitting around lounging and just waiting to croak away. But to just having things going in motion and flowing that I don't have to be around all day. And then, you know, you know, I can still go do my thing whenever I want. So with us being at our young age now, because not everybody looks at retirement at age 27, 28, 29, the same way. So now I'm, you know, teaching her what I've learned, even though, and that's another thing, even though I don't have money, that didn't, that wasn't an excuse for me not to study finance, right? not to get it prepared so that I know what I'm going to do when it gets there, right? Which is why we're in the, starting our own business anyway. But I make sure I teach my wife too for everything. So now I'm like, all right, you say you want to retire at this age. Let's do this, this, and this and put these things in place. And then, you know, that can happen. And so now you can go have that house in Bali that you want right. or whatever else. Right. So that, that's big. Well, finances. And like when you talk about finances, you get into it like, what is it that you're looking for? Or like, you know, what type of just I mean, somebody that's just financially responsible. You don't have to have a What's certain, that mean though? Just that uh you're not gonna spend, you're not gonna be real frivolous with your money. Mm-hmm. You know, you spend money on things that are necessities. Um, but also 
you will take some time, some money to spend some things on yourself. Right. Um, because if you don't have any self-care, then you're going to ultimately die early anyway because mm-hmm. you're not taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, whatever someone doesn't have at the moment, once you once you guys join union, you know, you can always work towards getting that stuff because mm-hmm. everything is easier when it's, it's two people. Right. But um, just someone who's hardworking and, and understands the value of money and, uh, you know, wants to put away for the future so we can retire and travel and, and just live life. Yeah, that's big because we don't, we're not having a wedding. And that was, uh, that was uh, everybody's, by this time, you've seen our wedding pics, right? On, on the car ceremony, the Islam ceremony, there's a fire too. It was great. It was a small gathering, um, you know, and because of COVID and everything else, it'll be hard to get everybody together the way I would want to get them together. Yep. Um, especially being in Dubai. And I'm not in a rush to get back home, right? But for everybody back home, best believe we're going to party. We're going to celebrate, you know, God willing, we're going to celebrate. I got We got things we're working on. But as far as having a big wedding, there's so many people I talk to and even, like I said, I studied money. So like the idea of having like a $15,000, $20,000 wedding. I mean, my ring, and I'm going to update it though. I'm going to definitely update it. My ring was like $60. Because I was like, it's more important that we make the union than getting something where I'm like, I, I overspend too much on this and we could have been preparing to buy a house. Yep. Right? So, you know, I, I still had to compromise because you got to let your wife be your wife. You got to let her get glammed up and you got to let her do her thing her way. Right? And we did that. But I was like, we, we're not spending no big amount of money on a wedding because because both of us, I have a list of 55 countries I want to travel to. She has a list of her own. So I'm like, we can take that money and do something better for us because spending, we just spend the money on other people to come celebrate us. Right. So we'll do that at some point. But for right now, just prioritize this. And that's how we're going to make all of our financial decisions. And it's easy when a partner one lets you lead that way. And then you've shown. So it's, it's all good because I was like, man, there's no way. Like, there's no way. I'm not about to do all. You think about saving up just to have a wedding for y'all to come eat my food. <laughs> nah, and, we're going to party, though. And a lot of people get married and um, they're paying for that wedding years it's after. after. Yes. Bump that. Yeah, it's not happening. So having somebody that can see past the moment to be like, yeah, you're right. So what we're going to do instead is we're going to build some wells in some underdeveloped countries. Mm-hmm. We're going to build a couple there. And then we're going to go try and travel a little bit. And then we'll double back a little bit later and we'll have a lit party in the States where everybody can come with us. But the finances is big. And like understanding your strengths and your weaknesses and things too. Because, you know, everything right now is like stock market this, Bitcoin this, crypto that, NFT this, blah, 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 blah. But like, y'all just got to find a common ground. Just like with, with sports, with basketball, everything. You find your strengths, your weaknesses, and you try to stick with what you're good at. Yep. Right. And then hopefully your partner can balance you out and do your thing on this side. So you guys figure that out together and make that work. And if you don't know, are you willing to learn? Right. Right. So that's that's a big step right there for me. Um, what about uh, where does it lie for you? Like we talked about finances. We talked about retirement, kids. Where does it lie for you when it talks to like bringing families together? Mm. Right, like how much of like family history do you pay attention to? Well, 
Um, I really don't pay that much attention to it because um, I've I've always been a different character where I just move at my own pace. Definitely a different character. Shut up, man. <laughs> and um, I I always just go. How can I say it? I live in the moment in terms of family and friends. Um, mm-hmm. And this isn't to be disrespectful, or whatever, but I have some family that if I never talk to them again, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have some, you know, some family that I love dearly and I miss them, you know, every day, but I got to live my life. Right. And so, you know, I just, I don't really put a lot of stock into um, past events in terms of family. I just think about what's going to be ahead and how I'm going to take care of, um, my family and raise my kids. So, mm. so I'm a little I'm a little strange in that aspect, but um of course when I see my family, it's all love. It's all love. But I I'm not a big guy. Like I've never been to a family reunion. Never. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, this is, you know, shout out to my friends that are family. Yeah. Uh, because that's how that <laughs> happens. You know, sometimes, you know, blood doesn't make you family to other things. Right. But like you don't you don't question or like you don't pay attention to, let's say, your lady's relationship with her mom or relationship with her dad or, you know, some things that go on between there that you see, mm, this is causing to trickle over in here in the way that we deal with each other or maybe in the past you've seen something like that? Well, one, I make it very clear that I won't deal with that mm. because whatever happens um, in our house stays in our house and we don't let anything outside affect that. Right. And that's once we once we join together in a relationship, you know, your mother and father, we love them. My mother and father, we, I love them. But we have to live our lives right. because they live theirs. For sure. You know what I mean? So, you know, we look out for them, but we don't let their actions and their thoughts and their beliefs dictate what we do. Yeah. And that's really, really important yeah. when you talk about just how much information changes from generation to generation. Right. Right, like you know, just just talking about Emiratis or even for my mom, like my mom was in the sixties, mm-hmm. two thousand twenty-two, twenty-nine. Mm-hmm. Like it's different, right? right? And and even for and that's in America where there's way more information. So right. think about being in the middle of the desert and what their perspective was and everything. So that's important. But I, you know, that's our older, our new generation where you know mental health is important and psychiatrists this and everything. And mental health was important back in the day. We just didn't have a diagnosis for it. Yeah, no, real. And like you really can like look at it and have more people that can help you and more terminology and things. So I have, um, and I would say my because of the school that I went to and the resources I had and the help I had, I definitely pay more attention to family dynamics. Um, it didn't, what it did for me was to kind of show like, like, like patterns. We talk about, um, generational traumas and like, like me, my mom and my bro, we worked on so much, so much stuff, like to be stronger together, like communication wise and everything. And kind of like let go some of those other things that we were doing that probably were harming each other Mm -hmm. to where I'm like, if I get with whoever I'm going to be with. They got to understand that where it's like, we can disagree, but we're not arguing. Because I, I don't want to be living in a space to where I feel like you're going to make me get out of character and wild out. And you're supposed to and be. You, and you do disagree a lot. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? That's healthy. Right? Disagree a lot. But it got to be a space to where it's like, all right, you know, you got to understand that, you know, let's say you don't, you're not confrontational because you never had the chance to talk. So now you just shut down and. 
I never know, or somebody never knows when, you know, you're upset. We see that with little kids now because they're not used to having a voice to be able to say what's wrong or right. And just watching those things. So if <clears throat> what I did is like if I noticed something, I'd be like, yo, like, we gotta work on that. Like, that's gonna be something. So then I pay attention. And it's like if they feeling like, nah, whatever. Or they become, I was like, all right, I know I can't deal with that, right? Because I know for me, I had to sit and still do and be having to sit and be like, man, that ain't it. You got to get better at those spaces. So I watched those family dynamics for sure. I mean, yeah, you're you're always working to grow. Um, you should person. be. Yeah, you should be. But, uh, you know, thinking about, like, for example, there's some things that have happened in my family my immediate family that um, I see that are generational mm-hmm. and it's passed on from, from male to male. And, you know, I completely refused to mm-hmm. go down the same road. Yeah. And so, you know, those are things, some of those things, like I don't look at it, but I think differently than a lot of people where I just say, I don't have to think and, and, and work on that. I can just not do it. Word. You know what I mean? And that's just that's just bottom line. Right. You know, and so right. uh, that's just how I approach things. And, uh, you know, going forward, I just, like I said, it's the same thing in terms of religion. I just think of it as how do I want other people to be treated mm-hmm. and how do I want them to treat me? Mm-hmm. And just how do I want to live my life? You know, I know the difference between right or wrong. And um, I just want to make sure I'm a, a good person no matter what religion, no matter what space I'm in. Mm-hmm. And that's the same way I, you know, I live my life with my family. And and uh, in the midst of all that, right, the the core of that is you gotta be able to think for yourself. Right. So and that's that's even harder now to where media, social media algorithms is really manipulating the way we think. Little memes, everything become popular. People start to have group think. They start to think that everything that they're saying is right because so many people are saying it. But I get to the space that I'm at because I was taught to think for myself. Right. You encouraged me. My mom encouraged me. Everybody think for yourself because you're the only one that got to deal with those consequences at the end of the day. Right. Right. So you talk about breaking that generational uh, traumas and like making an effort to do so. Like the same space where it's like, nah, like I can be a great husband. I can be a great father. I can be this and that. Cause we don't see it, you know. You see what they did to Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> you see what they did to Cosby, man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Damian Williams for my wife and kids. You know, you're a solid one too. You know, that's one of my favorite shows too. Quiet as cat. Shows garbage. Come on, man. You probably didn't even watch it. You more of a rerun. Come on, man. And Raj and yeah, I do. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Look what's happening, guys. Sure. What's happening? No, man. That's. That's that's solid though. Um, but yeah, that's that's a little bit of um what's been going on on the back end. Um I am excited to go into the new year, um, married to the love of my life. Um, you know, she got a she got big headaches to deal with, but hey, you can't go anywhere now. <laughs> she's locked in now. She's locked in forever in this life and the next. So you know, I won. <laughs> I won that one. I got it here. Um, before we send it out, you know, this will be the last episode before uh, 2022. Um, and you know, Coach, we've been saving that OG story time uh, because we got a lot of them. 
But I'm gonna let OG get into his story space. I don't know which again, like last time, I gotta give my um preface. I don't know what he's gonna say. I have no clue what he's gonna say. Anything that he says that's offensive to anybody or makes anybody feel upset, it is not a reflection of this podcast or myself. <laughs> it is his own. Like he said, he's a weird guy who thinks in his own way, in his own manner. First of all, I've never said anything offensive about anybody. All right. Let's let's put that out there in the universe. Second, I mean, what type of, you say story time. What kind of story are we talking about here? You know, you got a lot of them. You know, I think we got to keep with the same theme, right? Well, let's end it with a good one, right? I remember you were telling me a story about how you saved somebody's life in a car. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is funny because I don't I can't picture this, but he said he saved somebody's life. But why is it funny? Because every time I picture you driving on the highway, I picture you with the Bluetooth, <laughs> yeah. uh talking trash to somebody <laughs> with a donut in the hand and some OJ right there. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, did you throw the donut out the window and then go <laughs> grab him? Nah, so um this particular time I was driving home. It was Maybe about seven, eight o'clock. Um, it was dark outside, of course, wintertime. What part? What part? Uh, Northern Virginia. Mm. Um, I was uh, coming down 495 and um, getting off around, um, uh, what is that, uh, Little River Turnpike? Mm-hmm. Come, come around that way. And uh, I saw this this car over to the side, like upside down. And... Um, like three or four Spanish dudes was out there. And I'm like, yeah, I wonder what happened right there. So I'm like, I gotta get home. I've been out all day. I'm tired, I'm hungry, dirty. So I'm like, I'm driving, I go fast. I'm like, you know what? Somebody could really be hurt there. So I turn around, go, you know, the overpass, I mean, the uh, overpass was like four miles away. So I had to come back and I, I floored. I probably got a couple tickets too if I'd been caught by the cops or something. And I come back, I park in the middle of the um, uh, the road, and I leave the car, fl- flashers on, um, just leave the car running. I just get out and run down to the ramp, because it's one way. And um, it's like three or four maintenance dudes um, trying to help this woman. And one guy has a phone. I'm like, what's wrong? And they could barely speak English. Mm. And so I'm like, dang. I look, and... There's a body over there. I'm like, oh shit. So I go a body over, in the car outside. Out, outside the car. Oh shit. Like the, she had been thrown probably 20 feet. So I'm like, man, she's dead. So I go up. I said, yo, is she okay? He's like, I, I don't know. Because he couldn't, he can't really speak English. And so he had the phone. I'm like, I said, he said, here, here. I'm like, who is this? So he had called 911. They had no idea what he was trying to say. And so I tell them where we are what happened, who I'm with, whatever. And then I go over to the, she said, go over to the body, whatever. So I said, she still got a pulse, so she's she's alive. I said, but she's not responsive. And so I said, I gave him, tell him where to go. I said, I gotta put the phone, I gotta do CPR. And so I started doing my compressions and everything. And I kept doing it maybe, maybe seven, eight minutes in the tall grass, in the Mm -hmm. bushes basically. And then uh, EMTs came, man, and they came up, they took over and everything, and they were like, you know, let me get a statement from you, I want to get your information, you know, you saved their life, blah, 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 you know, if, if you hadn't done what you did, 
you know, she may have, you know, may not have made it. And I'm thinking like, so I'm just trying to get home. You know what I'm saying? I did, I did what everybody else would do, I think. So, nah, you ain't do what everybody else would do. You did some blank man yeah. stuff. You a superhero. Yeah, so yeah. um they're like, you know, they're putting her in the the, the, the truck and everything, and then you know, state trooper comes over, and I'm like, shit, that's I, mean, I, I probably got some bills I owe. I'm about to get up out of here. So he's like, give me one second. I'm gonna take your statement after I talk to these guys. And um, I was like, you know what? They don't need me for nothing else now. Yeah. But I got in the car, I, I burked out. And so I'm I'm driving home. I'm like, Dang, it's just like a cold wind on my leg, right? And um, I didn't think any of that. I just kept rubbing it. I get in the house, and my significant other's like, what happened? And I said, you wouldn't believe what happened. Just crazy. She was like, tell me. So I told her, I, you know, I pulled over, saved somebody's life, maybe, you know? And uh, she's like, what's wrong with your leg? What do you mean? I had my TC sweats on too. Mm. You know, the red ones or the blue ones? The gray ones. The gray ones. With the, the blue piping. Yeah, yeah. And so I looked down, I'm like, oh shit. I had blood everywhere. Blood was like my socks, my sh- everything was soaked blood. I had a big hole in my um in my pants. And so when I jumped down to give CPR, I cut my leg mm. on a part of the, the car that was over there too. Piece of metal. So I had to go get a tetanus shot that night and everything. And you know, so it was just like a a weird experience, you know, in terms of me just coming home from work one day and Man, here I am. Look at God. Yeah. Because who would have thought you <laughs> would have made a U-turn on the highway or the freeway, jumped out there. I told y'all last episode he was like Shaft or Blade. Look, I didn't even know he did that. Look, on, superhero. Man. That's, man. Anybody would have done that, man. Look, a long one, a long applause. No, nah, really though, that is that is amazing. I can't, man. You hear that, Abdullah? Think about now. Think about in Dubai, seeing a car flipped over, right? Because I've seen a few of them. Yeah, I'm not getting out of the car saving anybody because somebody gonna hit me. <laughs> somebody gonna hit me. I'm gonna make sure I call. But one of them buses with, with the staff gonna hit me for sure. I just, they drive. I just think everybody would. Most people would do it. Yeah. You know, um, if if it was a woman, I'd say probably don't get out. Yeah. I just you know I'm a I'm a guy, so I figured it would be okay. Definitely. I've helped three or four people in my life in terms of like people sliding off the road, mm-hmm. needing help getting you know older people being stranded. You know, I because I think about that could be my parents. Yeah. You know? And eventually it'll be you, right? Yeah. Where we'll all be just as just as we came in, we'll be in the needy again. Yeah. So. Man, shout out to you, man. I didn't know. You see, I, I didn't know. I didn't know he still had a heart that big, man. You just never know. He only gets that mushy and teary-eyed when he sees pastries he likes. But, you know, it's all love. Wow. That's a that's a good example out there for all of you guys. Why you also need to pay attention to the small things. CPR, when you take that first aid class, <coughs> when you're going through it, you really never know yeah. what when you may need it. Or when somebody may need your help with stuff. So let's stay in. But, you know, this is the last wrap-up of the year. Um, How you want to send them away with the last post-game wrap-up? I want to go with something I mentioned earlier, putting your head down and just work. Hmm. You know, um, don't worry about what's going on at the moment. Don't worry about the success someone else has. Um, Don't worry about 
the stuff that you should have at the moment. Just put your head down sometimes, give 110%, and eventually you'll get what you need to get done. Facts. Um, I'm going to end it with um, looks, appearances, um, wealth. That's not what's going to be most important. It's your heart. It's your intentions. It's, it's what, when you go home and you lay down at night, that you can truly be at peace knowing that you didn't compromise who you are and you didn't have to step over or wrong somebody else in order to get what it is that you want. You know, being a good person, being somebody of pure intentions is way more important and more of that is needed. You know, regardless of what people say, that's going to get you much further. So as we push into, you know, this new era and we continue this growth into 2022, let's put more emphasis on our intentions and our heart and our good deeds. You know, Jesse heard the story here from the OG. I'm sure he probably doesn't even know that. He's probably been blessed 10, 15 times ever since that one moment. Maybe even something else coming. And that's just him purely going off intention and, and good deeds. So let's lead with more of that going forward. Um, be pure in your intention and let's prioritize our good deeds to people. Why are your post-game wrap-up so long? It is? That's what it was? I'm here to talk. It's a podcast. <laughs> Let's get it. So, um, as always, you know what it is. Find us, Hoop Mountain, DXB on Instagram, HoopMountain.ae online. We're here on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon. Amazon is getting up there. Get us on Amazon, YouTube, everything. Lock in. Watch this for the next two weeks. Happy holidays, happy new year, and as always, keep it real, keep it simple, and keep going.